there are still only a half a million podcasts, like active podcasts going out. And it seems like there's a lot, but there are a lot of small podcasts that, you know, maybe they have a hundred listeners or something like that, but it's a hundred people that care about whatever it is that person's saying, no matter what the little niche is that they fit into. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hey there, pod pals. Welcome back to Podcasting Smarter. I am joined today by your fellow pod pal, Vernon Ross from the Podbean team. Hi, Vernon. Pod pal makes me sound like a care bear. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're lovable little pal, uh, pod pals, just uh, rub our tummy and we're happy. So I wanted to have you back for another uh, Spill the Pod Beans episode because here we are at the end of 2018 on the cusp of 2019. I always think this is such an exciting time um, as we get to reflect upon the past year and then look forward to tackling the next year. Um, so Vernon, do you have any podcast related New Year's resolutions? Ooh, podcast related New Year's resolution. Yeah, very specific. It's very specific. Um, uh, well, you know, I think one of the, one of the biggest challenges in podcasting is well, there's a couple. Well, there's a lot. I went from uh, one of to a couple to a lot. There's tons, and <laughs> I, I think one of the one of the biggest things that people run into is consistent um, guest booking and consistent recording. Uh, recording and publishing your podcast. I think that's the hardest thing to do. Um, you know, I mean, you get going and you want to start a, you know, you get your podcast going and the struggle is really real, even for an experienced podcaster who, you know, has been podcasting for five years, started a new podcast. And it has been a challenge to get episodes out because of just schedule and busyness and the grind and all of the other stuff to make sure that, hey, this podcast goes out as often as I want it to. So one of my big goals is executing on guest and publishing. I agree. The struggle is real and I deal with it as much as anybody else. And this is a girl that loves podcasting. I mean, I love podcasting and I find myself, you know, behind on guest booking, um, you know, procrastinating, or maybe it's not even, it feels like it's procrastinating because I'm always feel like I'm doing things at the last minute with the podcast. But it's also just like you said, life, life gets in the way and certain things end up taking priority, you know, whether it's your your job, the things that, you know, you're doing to pay the bills or your pets or your children. Um, and so, and we're all doing this. Most of us are doing this because we're passionate about this medium. And um, it's something we really, really want to do. And we're just, you know, we're shifting things around and making room for it in the oddest places. I mean, here I am, 
I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. I'll date this episode. It is New Year's Eve and, you know, people are getting dressed up and they're going out on the town. <laughs> but you and I, Vernon, um, are podcasting on New Year's Eve because this is when we, I mean, honestly, this is the day I actually had right? a little bit of quiet time because my my business clients are, are quiet because it's still like holiday, you know, time and tomorrow's a holiday. So, you know, I actually could carve out some time time to think about the episode and plan it and coordinate with you. So yes, it's at the 11th hour, but I think it's at the actually a really exciting 11th hour. I'm sort of happy that it that it turned out this way. So I think that's a great uh, resolution for your podcast to be consistent and and to be on top of that guest booking. I'm actually my podcast resolution is exactly like yours. I want to um, be better at booking guests in advance. And actually, before we got on this call, I was actually looking at calendar booking uh, tools. Uh, I'm, I'm really behind the game on this. I know a lot of my colleagues use these tools, and they're really slick. And I, I don't know why, but I've just been resisting them for the longest time. So oh, they're the greatest thing ever. I know. I need it because it's just gotten to be ridiculous. I have a lot of appointment making in addition to scheduling guests, like other things too, business related. So I've been looking at Calendly and um, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I haven't decided on one yet, but that's what I was doing before we we started recording was, was researching those tools. So oh, those, yeah. So I was actually making some steps towards, towards those uh, New Year's resolutions for for the podcast. So anyway, well, guess what else I did to, uh, today, Vernon? What else did you do? <laughs> well, I got on Twitter and I asked our pod pals on Twitter for their best pieces of podcasting advice. And I got bombarded with advice. I couldn't believe it. I thought, who's on Twitter? Yeah, it's, it's New Year's Eve. It's the holidays. Who's on Twitter? Um, well, there's lots of people on Twitter. And, uh, and people were very generous with their advice. And I thought maybe I'd share a few of those nuggets of podcast wisdom with you and, and get your take on them. What do you think about that? Sounds like an awesome plan. Okay. I want to I see what the bombardment looks like. <laughs> I should have shared the Google Doc with you. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even have all of it because it keeps coming in and I had to stop somewhere. Um, but one of the first people to contribute some advice was Justin from the Controlled Chaos podcast. And that's a podcast. Um, it's a junior high ministry podcast for youth workers. So that's what the Controlled Chaos podcast is about. I guess... Um, when you're working with a junior high ministry, it's chaotic. I wouldn't, uh, I didn't realize that, but I'm, I'm thinking it must be. So Justin says, this is his advice, be sharp on social media, follow people that follow you and DM direct message people so they know there's a real person there. Offer some free stickers and encourage every person to leave you a reading and review. Be scrappy at the start to get momentum going. <laughs> Interesting. And you I'm, can I'm follow. At yeah, tweet, yeah. Yep. I mean, free stickers. I, I mean, that would get my attention. Nobody gives me anything for free. I've never gotten a free sticker from a podcaster, at least not on Twitter. Uh, maybe at a conference. 
But um, yeah, I actually, you thought, you think that's good advice? You know, I, I do think it's good advice. Um, I give out stickers instead of business cards, depending on where I am. Hmm. So like if I'm, if I'm speaking at a college, uh, I have like Moo sent me some stickers by mistake <laughs> instead of business cards that were my business card as a oh, sticker. Oh, interesting. So I'll give out stickers if I'm speaking at a college or something like that, where the, the age range is different. I was like, hey, here's a sticker instead of my business card. And they're like, oh, wow, there's a sticker. And they usually just rip it right off and slap it on their MacBook or their iPad or something that they've got, a notebook or something like that. And then my name and stuff is right there for them to be able to you know, show people. And it's there and they'll constantly see it. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. That piece of the advice stood out for me too, but then I reread it. And the thing that he said about uh, direct messaging people. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I'm thinking he must mean not a, you know, a robo DM, you know, because you get those all the time on Twitter. People, as soon as you follow somebody, you get this auto DM and it's the same direct message they send to everybody that follows them. And you can respond to those. I've tried that one week. I just responded to all the auto DMs that sent. I was like, I'm just going to respond to everything and see what happens. And not one person responded to my real response. So these people are just on autopilot and I don't appreciate it. But I think what Justin means is to actually send somebody who follows you like a real message. Like, hey, thanks for following me. Do you do you listen to the podcast? I'd love, I'd love to know your feet. You know, I'd like to have any feedback you want to provide. I think that's the kind of um, connection he's talking about making with people. And I think that's actually, although time consuming, I think that's a really, really smart, smart move. Yeah, no, I'm all about the the actual interaction. Uh, mm-hmm. I I do have a few automated things that go out, a couple tweets that I uh, that I put out usually for guests. So for um, for doing promotions, promoting your podcast, getting the episodes out there. Um, one of the things I think automation is another thing to embrace in in 2019, but thoughtful automation I think is is the way to put it. Um, okay. I hate getting the auto DM. Me too. <laughs> but what is thoughtful automation? That seems like an oxymoron. I know. So mm-hmm. uh, it's taken me a while to get there. But automating um, posts about your podcast episodes, that's one thing. So I'll plan out, you know, four or five tweets, and then I'll have those go out, you know, on Instagram and on Twitter and on LinkedIn about episodes. And it'll, you know, sometimes it's a different one each time just to let people know because not everyone that's in your feed or that that gets your info they're they're not going to see it every time you tweet it out so tweeting out something or you know putting something in your feed on instagram something like that several times so that you're able to catch you know different audiences at different times of the day sure you know over a period of time that kind of that kind of automation is good just to continue to make sure you're keeping some fresh content out there uh, missing letter is great for that. It'll go through your RSS feed, pick out, um, you know, a, uh, a podcast and then it'll promote stuff for 12 months for you automatically. Just once a month, it'll send out a tweet, stuff like that. That's not over the top, but the, um, the DMS that, that, that makes a difference when you respond to somebody directly and they respond back and then you respond back. 
And then you have a little relationship, right? You have, you're going to remember that person. You're going to feel more inclined to listen to that podcast because of that personal connection. So great job, Justin of Podcast Chaos. And uh, if his podcast sounds interesting to you, you can follow him on Twitter at Podcast Chaos and tell him that we sent you. All right. So we got some advice from Heather of Sunshine and Power Cuts podcast. And from what I can tell, it's a health and wellness uh, podcast and based in New Zealand. So it's uh, fun to get advice from the other side of the world. She says, take your why, the reason you started and hold it close, learn and adapt, make connections and celebrate the good ones. And when the going gets tough, come back to your why, the thing that gave you the passion to begin. That's great advice. Good stuff. Good stuff, good Heather. Stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. I think we need that. We we do need to hold our why close to our chest because as you mentioned earlier, Vernon, it it the tough I mean it, it does get tough. It gets tough to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. A lot of people um with so many big podcasts coming out, uh there are still only a half a million podcasts like active podcasts going out and it seems like there's a lot, but there are a lot of small podcasts that, you know, maybe they have a hundred listeners mm -hmm. or something like that, mm -hmm. but it's a hundred people that care about whatever it is that person's saying, no matter what the little niche is that they fit into. But those hundred people care about what they're saying. And when you're a podcaster, a lot of the times you're not necessarily getting paid to do your podcast and you've had to spend money on equipment and stuff like that. So, you know, being, being truthful to your why I think is a great idea and it will keep you going when, you know, you feel like, oh, there's only a hundred people listening. But, you know, if you come back to your why, then you realize, oh, wow, there's a hundred people listening. So yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Well, thanks, Heather. Uh, check out her podcast. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at sunpowerpod. All right. This is a, a short but sweet piece of advice from DJ Medi Major from Let's Do It Ma from the Let's Do It Major podcast. He says, "Be yourself. Don't put on a persona for the podcast. Find a topic and stick to it." Nice. I think he felt quick. strongly about that. Yeah, quick, simple to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Be yourself. There's only one of you. That's, you know, they say that's your superpower. Thanks, DJ Medi Major. I'm sorry, I'm like, uh, it's a unique name and my mouth does not want to say it. Um, <laughs> but a football fan, apparently. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, and I believe you can find him on Twitter at DJ Medi Major. Um, oh, and our pod pals at Netflix and Swill, they were a former guest of Podcasting Smarter. Um, they say, do it for yourself first, the audience second. If you aren't passionate for and engaged with your topic, people will be able to tell and they won't be interested either. Totally. Huh. Totally okay. agree with that. I think, we're, I think we can agree with that. I don't think there's anything controversial there. If you talk about something that means something to you, that is important to you, then you're probably going to be able to talk about it for quite a while and also relate that passion to your audience. So 
can't disagree with our pod pals at Netflix and Swill. Also, I noticed their most recent episode, they reviewed Bird Box, which everybody is talking about. The, everybody's talking everybody's about talking about it. I saw it. So I'm going to listen to their episode because I'd love to um, to hear what they have to say about it. Um, it's one of, is it Netflix's first original movie that they've produced? Is that the, is that um, the deal with the Bird Box? I think it is their first full length like um, like feature movie. Yeah. Did you have you seen it? I have seen it. Okay. What did you think? I liked it. You know what? I love a suspenseful movie. Was it, you know, you know, are we going to be talking about this movie for ages? Is it a classic film? No, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes I just want to have a movie that keeps my interest and entertains me. It's just like, you know, classic literature versus, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. Sometimes you just want a fun read, right? So I thought it was, if you like suspense, I was on the edge of my seat. It kept my interest. I liked it. But, you know, I've heard some criticism of it. Yeah, I have, I've heard criticism of it too. Uh, it, it was okay. Um, without spoiling it for anybody that hasn't seen the movie, if you saw A Quiet Place, a Quiet Place was the other movie uh, had to do with, you know, the senses playing a, a major mm -hmm. role. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to be totally quiet because the the aliens, which they actually did show in that movie, uh, eventually reacted to sound. And so they could track you down if you made noise. And for whatever reason, the humans hadn't figured out how to uh, kill these things exactly. It, so there were some things missing in that movie near the end that just did make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, in, in regards to the way horror movies go, I think that one was better executed. Okay. Um, then Bird Box, but Bird Box was interesting because everybody's talking about it. It's got Sandra Bullock in it. She did a good job. She did. Some of it was a little weird and silly, but I'm like, yeah, okay. It, it was, it was watchable. Oh, you definitely, you know, you definitely leave that film with some questions, but, um, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was entertaining. It entertained me. I'm happy about that. All right. So we have another piece of advice. I'll wrap up our, our little um, 2019 advice from other podcasters with this. This is from Scruffy Looking Nerd Herders. A plus on your <laughs> podcast name. Um, right. It's a podcast, all things geek and nerd. Uh, I would have guessed that. You can find them on Twitter at SLNH Podcast. Their advice is be consistent, ask questions, support other podcasters, have fun. Yeah. I mean, we talked about consistency. So that's, I think um, they mean ask questions. I think, I'm not sure. I think they probably mean if you don't know what you're doing, ask questions. Uh, podcasters tend to be pretty great people and and they will be happy to answer, as I found out today when I just put this tweet out there and I got bombarded. And I think I'm going to collect all of the pieces of advice that we got on Twitter and um, maybe dole them out uh, one or two at a time in upcoming episodes because I have just been getting really great advice. And if you go to our Twitter account, which is at podbean.com, C-O-M, you will be able to, to see all the tweets in response to my tweet asking for uh, best pieces of podcasting advice and hopefully benefit from all of the wisdom out there floating around with our, our pod pals. It's been an exciting year, Vernon. Um, if you had to look back on 2018, 
Is there anything that stood out to you as like, like the, the standout podcast event, podcast news, anything that stood out to you with what's been going on at our beloved Podbean? What's sort of, um, what's the thing that stands out and represents 2018 for you? Oh man, there was a, there's a lot so of stuff. So much, right? <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. I think the, um, the pod ads thing was huge for a lot of podcasters because they can, um, they can put in their own ads. They can do their own live reads mm -hmm. one time and then put it throughout, you know, an entire episode or an entire library of episodes in kind of one shot. That was huge for a couple of clients uh, that I had come in just regular podcasters, not so much on the corporate side, but people that have fairly big shows that wanted to be able to put in their own ad advertising their own podcast or um, their patron type um, membership stuff that they have. Some of them running through Podbean, some of them running through other sites, but being able to drive people in their podcast in their back library, mm -hmm. uh, that was a huge thing and it and not have to do like a revenue share with the, you know, they were able to just, you know, Hey, you can put it in, and it's a flat fee and I can put this in my entire catalog of shows. I'm like, absolutely. And so that was, that was huge news because a lot of people were able to benefit from being able to do that. Uh, let's see what else. Of course, podcast movement is, is always a good time. And uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that podcast movement always, always stands out in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I have to agree. You know, the, the pod ads that, you know, Podbean launched this year, I thought that was super exciting. And I'll tell you why I thought it was exciting. I thought it was exciting because it allows even the the small independent podcaster the chance to monetize. Like it, it's not dependent right. on the size of your audience. It is in the sense that you know the bigger your audience, the bigger your sponsorship payout. But it doesn't preclude you from getting a sponsor. So you don't have to have that what had been an industry standard. You know the ten thousand downloads a month in order to attract a a corporate sponsor. Well. Well, we just tore those walls down. And now, um, because we're able with the programmatic ads to target uh, geographical locations, like down to the city, um, it also opens up podcast ads to the 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 business, small and local businesses and and local events can now advertise on podcasts very easily through the pod ads program and um, and reach not only the um, the audience with the interest that they're looking for, but also reach an audience in a location that they're trying to target. So it's sort of, um, it's just a win-win situation. And those are so important to me. I mean, as a business person, I'm always seeking out these win-win-win situations where everybody ends up a winner. And I think pod ads is really accomplished that. And so I think that's why I've just, I love it so much. And when they launched it, I just, every day, I feel like I love it a little bit more. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. And you know, one other thing I mentioned that Podbean, along with other podcasting service providers um, this past year, you know, the, the companies that we see at conferences and the vendor hall, they are all like just servicing podcasters so well. I mean, everybody does their own thing and does things a little differently, but essentially everybody's been improving and adding more features and 
and more services in this in the service of podcasting and the podcast community like really i feel like everybody's doing a really good job of listening to podcasters and um, coming up with products and features that are in their best interest. I don't know. I've just been really proud of our business community, I guess, um, and been excited to see what our competitors are doing, what we're doing. I think everybody's doing a good job out there. Not everybody, but you know, our, our close knit, you know, competitors, I guess. I'm, I'm going to say something nice about our competitors. I think everybody's doing, <laughs> doing a good job out there. Yeah. You know, I haven't been seeing a lot of, uh, of silliness in the, uh, in the podcast industry from a, um, from an industry company perspective. Mm -hmm. I, I do have a little bit of a rant though, that I talked about. Um, oh, I love a rant, Vernon. Oh, you know, I always at least have one rant. A Vernon rant is uh, a very special rant. Yeah, the, I, I actually called it the rise of the podcast consultant. Um, I <laughs> literally have about 45 invites on LinkedIn, all from podcast consultants. Yes. And I, I, I was going through LinkedIn one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to accept five of these because there were, there were more. I mean, there's like one every day. And I, I accepted a few, it's like five. And I messaged each one before I got a chance to message each one. A couple of them had already sent me a DM with a pitch, which, you know, number one, no, no to, to do on LinkedIn from a digital marketing standpoint, you connect with somebody, you don't immediately try to sell them. But I got some of that. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, at least they're on. Let me send them a message back. And the first question is, are you a podcaster? Have you ever, have you ever produced a podcast? Can you show me a podcast you've produced? Can you provide me with a reference for uh, somebody you did something for? And why can't I find you anywhere? In the <laughs> Just like, have you ever been to any events? You know, tell me. Tell me about what you're doing for podcast. I even actually got on the phone with a guy because he seemed like he was very sincere. And he just flat out told me, well, no, I've, I've never produced a podcast and I don't really know much about them, but I'm pretty sure I could help people produce stuff because audio is easy. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're trying to help. You're trying to charge people thousands of dollars a month to produce a podcast that might not make a dollar. But he's pretty and sure he can help you. Pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. So all I'm saying is just beware of the, uh, the fly by night podcast consultant that has no connection to the industry at all. And has never at least even been to one of the industry, many industry events that are out there. Um, there's a lot of them popping up because of course podcasts are popular. So you're going to, mm -hmm get other economies that start just around the industry. And of course, you know, podcast consulting is one of them because it seems easy and it's a quick turnaround. And I guess, and you can, you know, charge quite a bit of money for doing some of this stuff, but it, just watch out for the, the fly by night. I'm a podcast consultant and I can help you get an iTunes. <laughs> no, that's that's good advice, Vernon, because I've noticed the same thing. Um, I've seen a lot of podcasters who are relatively new at podcasting branch out and become podcast mm -hmm. consultants, even though they've, you know, they may have pod been podcasting a year, which I think you're still, I mean, I've been podcasting since 2010. I still feel like 
uh, a newbie, an amateur, because you know, there's so much always going on with podcasting and evolving yeah. things that are evol- evolving. I always just feel like I'm I'm constantly in my first year. So, um, yeah, I've seen the same thing, and I think the best thing you can do if you're a new podcaster and you you feel like you'd like to use the services of a podcast consultant is go to some if you can't attend some of the major podcasting conferences we mentioned podcast movement uh pod multimedia expo is an excellent conference coming up in march in florida if you can't attend and you can't get the virtual ticket go to their website and look at their list of speakers and look at the the speakers that you may see at multiple conferences and then look at their podcasts and and start getting familiar with the podcast community and see who the established players are the people that really do have a legitimate background in podcasting and and you'll be amazed um there's so many people that are so generous with their knowledge and put so much out there at no cost even though they have consulting packages and and one-on-one and things that you can purchase and and you can hire them they put a lot out there for free as well so i would definitely definitely start there and um before just hiring somebody that may or may not be able to help you and uh, may or may not be affordable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have it's any, been, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Vernon. No, no, I was just saying, it's been interesting. It's, it's kind of fun to see, but some of it is like, oh, okay guys, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy to hang a shing- shingle sometimes. So I think, right. you know, you, you know, you can get some cheap business cards and call yourself a podcast consultant. It's probably not too difficult. So we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> So I was going to ask you, Vernon, if you had any predictions for 2019 for podcasting. Oh, my. Um, it is it is definitely one of the things that if you're not doing it for your business, if you don't have a podcast, you need to start one. Um, the field is getting more and more crowded. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where you're going to regret if you don't have a podcast uh, coming up in 2019, uh, some some areas to look out for are um, for the podcast consultants or if you're interested in podcasting. Um, I, I always say podcast your interest, pretty much like some of the advice that was given on Twitter by other podcasters. Um, there's going to be a lot of political stuff um, happening in 2020. Oh, yeah. And if, if you're, you know, a, a political person and you like to talk about that stuff, this would be a good year to get a jump on starting a podcast, um, talking about politics or, you know, any, any kind of news stuff like that. Uh, true crime is not slowing down at all. Nope. So true, true crime podcast. Um, actually a good friend of mine just produced a podcast. Well, they produce podcasts. Um, I think it's swell story media. And they're producing crime podcasts. They started off as podcasters, um, their husband and wife team now, but the, the wife, uh, Lacey, she was like a marketing person. And Chris was a podcaster, actually one of the first podcasters I met. Um, they podcasted for a few years, had some pretty big shows that they, you know, produced themselves and that they, you know, they were the podcasters for. And now they're producing true crime stories because it just that's kind of where 
their media company went. They produce other stuff, but they've had some pretty big ones out there. I, I won't drop any of the names because they're not on the. I'm not sure where they are. I'm not sure if they're on our network or where they oh, are, but. Well. That's okay. I don't, I, true crime. That's all right. Yeah, I, I agree. True crime seems to be picking up steam. And I think part of that is because some of these true crime podcasts are actually solving cold cases and bringing yes. people to justice and to, you know, the heck with, you know, downloads. If you can actually put a man in jail who uh, is guilty of a horrific crime, I mean, that is pretty impressive. And I think in terms of my prediction, I think we're going to see more podcasts making a difference. Like I think that that's mm -hmm. making a difference. That's actually doing something with your podcast. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see some intense journalism. You know, long form yeah. journalism is is getting uh rare and maybe <laughs> even somewhat extinct some would some would argue. And I think podcasting is one of um is just uh, the wild, wild west in terms of of real in-depth journalism and and you can uh, you know you can definitely uh, do some major change um, with effective, you know, journalism. So I could see like a whistleblowing type of scenario, that sort of thing mm -hmm. happening. Um, yeah, I, I, I see a lot of competition coming too in terms of, um, you know, I think the the ad technology, we're seeing that really evolve. Podbean's been a big player in that, as well as other people, you know, with the dynamic mm -hmm. and programmatic ads. Now I think the challenge is going to be making those ads as compelling as um, the more intimate non-programmatic -pro ads have, have been, like making them um, unique and memorable and um, holistic to the programming. I think that's going to be a challenge. Um, I see smart speakers already like, Oh yeah. I'm not sure what to expect in 2019, but I'm already seeing so many of my colleagues who have podcasts that are doing short form versions in order to, um, what, what do they call that on, on, um, Alexa, when they have the short form, um, oh, flash briefings. Flash briefings. Yeah, sorry, I was I was drawing a blank. Yeah, I see a lot of my my podcasting friends doing flash briefings. And that's pretty cool. I haven't tried that yet. Um, so I think that's also catering to you know our very hurried, busy lives when people just need to get some information, good information, fast. I think that's so. I think there's like a, maybe a a need for really good short form and then really good long form. I don't know what it means uh, for stuff in the middle, but I can I can see those two extremes really upping their game. Yeah, it's a uh, it's been interesting. One thing I think that's going to sneak up on people, um, particularly audiobooks. Uh, mm. I have a I have an actual a podcaster that joined Podbean uh, specifically for, and, and we don't talk about this a lot, but premium podcasts. Oh, yes. Um, he actually hired actors to act out the characters in his book and offered that as a premium podcast. Um, so it wasn't just an audio book. It was actually a performance of the book. Love it. So if you, you bought the book, you, there was like a link, and you, could, you would go to the premium podcast you subscribed, I believe it was a one-time subscription, and then you would have access to actually be able to download the podcast. Um, but it was a private podcast and listen to the chapters as the chapters were being performed. So it, it was really, it was really interesting. Oh, I, I think that's going to give 
Audible a run for their money. I love it. I would pay for it. Being a book nerd, I'm yeah. a total bookworm. I'm never without like a book. Um, I would completely pay for that in a second. Yeah, and it was like a, I think it was like a dollar or so a chapter. So take I, my like, you know, money. I right, like nine bucks or something total or something like that. But it was it was really interesting the way that he did it. And I just had another guy I told him about it. Sign up to do that, and it's like you know what. <laughs> instead of going to Audible, and th- this was his entire reason. He's like, instead of going to Audible and getting a share of my audiobook, I can just do this. I get a higher percentage because the 15% revenue share, it it's worth saving me the trouble of having to have some place to store it or go through the headache of whatever and give up more money. I get most of the revenue from this. And I know who is actually bought my audiobook. I love it. And I actually, you know, if I want to take that a step further, you know, people make, you know, make fun of people who say that, you know, we're going to Netflix anything. But I do see a need and a evolvement into us wanting to pay for podcasts, wanting to pay for the podcasts that we want to listen to. So, podcasts that are curated to our interests. I would definitely, there are some networks out there um, that are putting out consistently good content and all of almost all their podcasts I enjoy. And I'm thinking, hey, I'd, I'd pay for this. Like if there was an option to have a commercial free version as on a subscription basis, I would do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would do it. I would definitely do it. Um, so I can see... I can see that happening. That op, either that option happening, or people just coming out and and creating content or curating content for a specific audience, whether it's lifestyle or true crime or pop culture, whatever it is, whatever the lexicon is of that interest. Um, just producing the best content they can, and then putting it behind a paywall as a subscription in a subscription model, like like a lot of our Podbean. Like you just mentioned, like a lot of our Podbean um, clients are doing now, they're they're starting to put their their content behind a paywall. Um, so yeah, that'll it'll be interesting to see how that evolves in 2019 compared to 2018 and and prior. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 going to be interesting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to all the stuff 2019 is going to bring. Bottom line is, it's an exciting time to be a podcaster. It's not too late to be a podcaster. It's you're still I f- I still feel like we're in the early days of this medium and there's still so much room for creativity and originality. Yeah, we really are. It's it's nowhere near too late. So uh, if you're thinking, oh man, I missed the boat. No, you didn't you didn't miss the boat. The boat boat hasn't left yet. You're just in time. One more thing I was excited about for, that stood out for me in 2018 is that we unlocked our Instagram account. We we found <laughs> right. Podbean had an Instagram account, but we couldn't figure out. Um, I don't know. Somebody for years ago had had started it that was no longer with the company. Anyway, we somehow got it back. I don't know how, but we got it back. And so we're at Podbean on Instagram. We post there regularly. Um, 
We feature podcasts from our features each week there. We will post um, stuff from our blog, all sorts of things like that. Um, if you um, if you say something nice about Podbean in your Instagram story, we will add it to our Instagram story. It's a pretty easy formula. <laughs> so um, <laughs> right. I had a couple of people direct message us on Instagram going, how do I get featured in your Instagram story? Because they see me sharing other people's Instagram story. But if they looked at that Instagram story, they would see, that that person, in addition to promoting their podcast, just happened to say something really nice about Podbean, which makes us want to share it. So, because unfortunately, I can't share everyone's Instagram story because we get so many. So <laughs> we're tagged in so many that it's impossible to share them all. So that's sort of what, you know, how that happens. But anyway, that's, that's one thing I was happy about in 2018. Vernon, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Spilling the Pod Beans. I really, uh, I really value your podcast insight and um, your podcast is doing well. Um, be, as we close out this episode, why don't you remind people where they can listen to you in podcast format? Sure. Sure, absolutely. Of course, I am hosted on Podbean, and uh, it's called The Space Between Podcast. If you just go out to vernonross.com and click on Shows, you'll be able to click on The Space Between Podcast, go right to it. Uh, and I talk about um, the place where you are right now and where you want to get to, where you want to be. It's that it's kind of a study of success of that little weird point in the middle, the, the struggle that people often have when they're going from one thing to the next. And I have really successful guests on from kind of all walks of life that just talk about their journey and hopefully pass on some knowledge to you with their struggles of that space in between. So that is the new podcast. It is doing well and it's been it's been fun um, just struggling trying to get it done. Yeah, you do have great guests. I, I love the podcast. It's actually a really great podcast to start a new year with like with all your yeah everyone's got resolutions and goals for the coming year it's actually a pretty inspirational podcast so I'd, i definitely highly recommend it and i guess i'd like to also just say from the podbean family to all of you we are so grateful to work with and around so many creative talented passionate dedicated people all you podcasters out there you really do inspire us uh, to be better at what we do and it actually makes our job a whole lot of fun to see you guys having so much fun and um yeah so just happy new year everybody happy 2019. that's it happy new year guys till next time i guess we'll talk to you next year Hey, yeah, we'll talk to you next year. <laughs> Thanks, Vernon. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting. <laughs>